Welcome to the Relationship Channel. Teaching for Change, Trading STFC Grow Beyond brings to you a series of podcasts to enhance personal and professional relationships. I'm Catherine Mora and I'm your host for these weekly conversations. The Relationship Channel Podcast Series 1. So what if I'm angry? Episode 6. Nothing can stop me now. Have you ever found yourself at the point of no return? Has your anger got you into trouble? We live in a real world with real people and real situations. It's easy to say control yourself when you're not the person facing the incident. On Australia Day a few years ago, my family and I went to Burley Heads at the Gold Coast. It was a beautiful day. As the day progressed, I heard a fight break out and police come from nowhere into the scene. The angry man was taken away. Similar situations happen all over the world. During a business dinner in New Zealand, one individual mentioned to another during a business dinner. I think you've had enough to drink, John. The night went on with more drinks and a fight broke out and John lost control. The following day was full of surprises as John couldn't even remember the incident of the day before. In another country, in South Africa, friends were out partying. One friend is attacked by a random passerby A fight breaks out, and others join in to protect their friend. All of them are taken away by the police. So what are the motives for anger? Do they vary from one person to another? In this podcast, I'm going to explore two of these motives, childhood and personality. Motive one. Childhood experiences. So motives can stem from childhood. Now children face a number of situations that can trigger anger as an adult. There's, and I'll mention a few of those, abuse that can be physical, mental or sexual abuse. Children might face neglect. And neglect can come through substance abuse by carers. Could be drugs, could be the use of prescription drugs or alcohol. There could also be a perception of family favoritism, bullying at home or at school, exclusion from the in-group through perceived criticism. There could be a sense of abandonment for those that have been left in some way through a parent that was unable to bring them up. Divorce. And we could go even further into situations where children experience the suicide of a friend or a dear one or a parent. There are also war situations. In Liberia, for example, children as young as 12, 13 years old becoming soldiers, being told to kill the people around them because of political positions, civil war. These incidents, these situations that children face impact their reactions as adults. One of the authors I hugely respect in that area and that I recommend is Dr. Phyllis Kilburn. 
I've met her personally, and her books cover areas such as healing the children of war, children in crisis, street children, and children with disabilities. Dr. Phyllis Kilborn has a range of books that I'd recommend, so I've added a link below so you can go to those resources, explore them, and choose the ones that you're truly interested in and that will enhance your knowledge on the topic. There are also major adult issues arising from childhood bullying on social media, children being used within the sex trade, the issue of child pornography, pictures, visuals that children are exposed to today that they were not exposed to previously are shaping the lives of our children, their perceptions, the way they deal with situations and how they experienced anger and hurt and pain and fear that arise as a consequence to these incidents. Discrimination against children. Discrimination because of their gender, colour, ethnicity. You might not have experienced any of these issues that we've mentioned. And on the other hand, you might have experienced something totally different, something that I haven't mentioned here. And of course, the list is not an exhaustive list. There are many other situations that children face that you might have faced that are difficult to deal with as an adult. These negative experiences can shape the way that we deal with daily situations and the way we react towards a situation in frustration, anger, irritation, or even rage. Let me give you a few examples, a few concrete examples of how your experience as a child might impact the way that you react today. The impact these childhood experiences have on our day-to-day lives can be significant. It can go both ways. It can either be very positive. On the positive side, I might become quite caring for others when personally I experience neglect. On the other hand, I might feel needy and unloved when I don't receive that care that I didn't receive as a child. I met uh, a lady, an older lady, many years ago, and she was the most considerate person you can imagine. She would go and buy fruit for the older people. She would help the ones that needed help. And she was old herself, and yet she was always reaching out to people. And she was the one that really had no reason to do that. She'd been abandoned. She was an orphan. She had had three husbands, all of them had passed away. And I remember standing on the porch and she said to me, there goes my last chance to a man that was going past. An interesting lady, a very positive person, someone that took from her hardships something good. Understanding the impact childhood situations have had on your life can be very beneficial and a start to moving towards change. For example, a husband might be angry with a spouse for arriving late from an event. This might be associated to the fear of being abandoned. And it has nothing to do with the the spouse in any way. It has everything to do with the way that that individual feels and their emotions and the impact that it has because of the situations that 
this person went through as a child. Now, of course, not every anger episode is related to something you experienced as a child. That would definitely be naive. There are, of course, a number of other aspects to anger that we haven't discussed here. A person who grew up in a culture where there was constant hunger and there was no provision and basic needs weren't met might get quite upset or angry if anyone wastes food. These reactions are often below the level of consciousness. People react in certain ways without a knowledge or an awareness of why they're reacting in that way. And normally in day-to-day situations, we don't stop to think about the reason why we react in a certain way. So take a moment to reflect on whether there's an incident that might have impacted you negatively. Reflect also on how this has brought positive effects into your daily life. Motive 2. Personality Differences Now, motives can also be rooted in our personality differences. Part of our personality consists of the values that we have. Strong values can potentially trigger varying degrees of anger. A man I know who never gets angry, literally the calmest person you can imagine, punched another man in a fit of rage when he called him a liar. The accusation went totally against how he saw himself and the reaction followed. Some personality types avoid conflict, while others don't mind it at all. Those who are okay with conflict might not feel angry, but even their tone and their emphatic manner can come across as angry to someone else. Simple differences in how we view situations can become an issue. So an organized person might get extremely upset or frustrated with a disorganized one. A non-flexible person might feel irritated when a flexible one invites a friend over to dinner without prior notice. So we are complex people. So let's look at a few new case scenarios that made me think about anger control. A few years ago, I was mediating a discussion between two people and it turned into this angry interaction. Both were shouting at each other quite loudly. The angry person that was shouting at the time was in the middle of a sentence when they received an important call. This person stopped immediately, picked up the phone. Hello, she said. How are you? Sorry I couldn't get back to you earlier. Yes, of course I want the job. I'll talk to you later on. I can't talk right now. Bye-bye. The anger resumed soon after this person put the phone down at the same level that it was prior to the call. Another time, there was some fighting that I heard in my neighbourhood. I could hear every word from my place a few houses down the road, so it was pretty loud. Police sirens rang out, and I later heard that as the policeman knocked on the door, there was silence. 
Is everything okay? said the policeman. All good here, a man answered. I heard a big fight and I came to investigate it. Can I come in? Sure, but you must have the wrong house. What can we draw from these incidents? How can the feeling like nothing can stop you now when that anger comes and rises up within you impact your life? Well, believing that anger controls us can limit our ability to deal with it effectively. How can you avoid the nothing can stop me now belief? If you think of the situations that we heard above, there was something that was more significant to those individuals than being angry, which actually led them to stop immediately what they were doing and to disengage from the anger. How powerful is that? That our minds are so able to stop ourselves when needed. It seems as if when there's something that threatens us more than the anger interaction, the mind creates within us an ability to deal with that threat effectively, and that would be stopping that anger immediately. So how can we tap into this knowledge to assist us in dealing with different situations within the workplace and also in our day-to-day lives, within our families, within our communities. I'm going to talk about four different areas that can help you and assist you in moving towards overcoming that belief that nothing can stop me now. Here are four ways to start. First of all, ask yourself the question, what was the most impacting time in my childhood? Think of one incident. What was the feeling that you associated to it? This feeling could be a trigger to your frustration. For example, being abused meant you felt powerless. Being powerless as an adult, therefore, is not acceptable as you don't ever want to experience or go through that again. So any situation you face within the workplace or in your day-to-day life where you feel powerless, your anger might rise up or your frustration or your irritation might take charge. Now, if you understand that, if you examine that situation and you understand that this is not something that can potentially happen again, and that you're now an adult, when you realize that, when you have that sense of powerlessness again, and you have that understanding, there seems to be a difference, a change in the thinking in relation to diminishing that threat. Now, just by understanding that, it places your perspective in a a whole different level. Secondly. List the times when you were able to control your anger. We all have moments when we control. Ask yourself the question, what was different in that situation? Examine it clearly and try to do more of that so that you can implement that control 
within your daily life. Third, ask the question, is your anger so familiar to you, such as being part of your personality, that you don't see it as anger? The lack of anger awareness can be difficult. The people in your life might see that you are angry, and yet if you can't see that, it's impossible to change. That makes it really difficult because if you can't see yourself, how can you change? So sometimes just listening to the voices of the people around you, paying attention to your tone, to your reactions, to the way you say things, comparing it to the way that someone else says it so that you can get an idea of how your tone, your reactions impact the people that are around you. Lastly, ask yourself the question, is my anger linked to substance abuse? Now, if your anger is linked to drugs or alcohol, prescription drugs, get some help. Now, it's important to say that you might not have been the person using that substance. You might be the person that suffered the effect of that in your daily life as a child or as an adult. So it's important to get help for that as well. So there are a number of organizations that deal very effectively, not only with the person that is using that substance, but also with the effects that it has on those around them. If you feel you'd like to have a personalized approach to your specific situation and you sense you need some help or some guidance, you can book in for coaching, one-on-one coaching, very specifically to move from where you are to where you want to be. But you can also go for counseling or talk to a psychologist. And there are many that you can contact throughout Australia, but also in other parts of the world. Look for help wherever you are. Have a number of services like coaching services and courses. And the course I'd like to recommend is an upcoming course that will be launched on the 23rd of February 2022. A comprehensive anger management online course that you can complete within six months. You also get the opportunity to have a coach alongside the course that will specifically deal with any issues or situations that you would like to address. By clicking on one of the links below, you can buy a book or book into a course. Thank you for joining me today for the sixth episode, Nothing Can Stop Me Now. Join me next week for episode seven. This is the last straw. I'm out. The impact of recurring anger. See you next week. <laughs>